0: It's the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We're a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods, and you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail. And at Nada the Scribe, we're going to talk about last night's game. Gordon Hayward had some comments in today's media availability that we're going to get to. Also, we play a little Hornet stock market, buying and selling, taking a page from the Tony reality, uh, Tony reality around the horn page uh, book. And we're going to try to play that game in the third segment of lockdown Hornets today. First, let's get to some of the main takeaways from the game last night. And as we've been doing this preseason, got to start with the third overall pick LaMelo ball had his best game as a player for the Charlotte Hornets in this preseason. And we already were really excited about what he was able to do. Not that we asked him to score last night. You did so in somewhat of an indirect way, asking for a triple double. I just flat out wanted to see him score and do it at somewhat of an efficient level. He did that. The stats for LaMelo ball, seven of 17 from the field, hit four of nine, three pointers, had five assists, only had three turnovers, had a couple of rebounds added to that stat line as well, finishing with 18 points. It's what we wanted to see. I think we wanted to see a little bit more scoring, despite us still taking all of the facilitation and being really happy with the control that he has. Um, he, he scored last night, Nada. he hit some threes. He hit spot up threes in the corner. He actually hit one off of the dribble where he's dribbling between his legs a little bit and decides, you know what my defender sagging off of me, I'm going to take this from the top of the key. He drove and finished with his left hand. I thought he showed a little, uh, bit of being ambidextrous last night with a couple of left handed plays that he had really liked what we saw from LaMelo scoring last night. What did you make of the third overall picks performance?
1: The biggest thing is, and I, I you know what I'm going to I'm going to quote one of the Baldwin brothers in a very low-rent movie called Fled. It's got Lawrence Fishburne in it. And he says everything needs to be done in a rhythm. Last night was the first time I think I felt like LaMelo ball was in rhythm. Got in rhythm with those two corner threes, and I think that's probably his most efficient spot. To hit threes, but after he got in rhythm, shooting his jumpers from the corner, then it started coming from everywhere. And and also, this is something like he figured out defenses. He's, he's slowly just dissecting these defenses. But the way that he just controlled the tempo and he controlled everything, he gave us a glimpse of what to. I'm not going to say fully expect, but those nights where he scores 18 and has five assists, those are coming. I feel really, 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 really good about where this team is in terms of LaMelo's development. I'm not saying I feel good enough that they're going to be a playoff team. Let's not go absolutely nuts, especially after I, yesterday. I just said I don't think he's going to score enough to be Rookie of the Year. But at the same time, I do think that this, like, he's going to be special on some nights, and it's going to be really fun. And the biggest thing for this Charlotte Hornets team is they've never had a guy that on any given night could just be otherworldly and take over a SportsCenter A segment. LaMelo Ball is that guy. He showed exactly that he could do that last night. And I think that's the special part about what he's doing right now.
0: Yeah, I love that he just showed his ability to score, even if he's not going to average 18 points per game this season, and he's not, I don't think he's going to average 15. If you were to ask me how much he's going to average, I would say, um, let, let me put it in at 12, 11, something like that. I, th- I think that's how many points per game he's probably going to average and maybe a little bit more than that, depending on the minutes and the starting and closing lineup thing for LaMelo. But I'll go with a 12 point per game but the assists are going to be there. And I'm interested to see exactly, of course, how efficient it's going to happen. But the guy affects games. I mean, the basketball is in his hands and he's breaking down defenses and he's excellent in the pick and roll, which is so fun to watch him execute. P.J. Washington, who did not have a good game last night, P.J. Washington getting that ball at the top of the key because of LaMelo's passing behind his head, not necessarily behind his back, but he's done that a couple of times. I love that pass <laughs> the behind the back kind yeah. of behind uh, uh, behind where he is, you know, hitting the guy behind him. P.J. Washington is able to hit that three pointer. And I I love what we're going to be able to see from PJ and LaMelo. I I love what we're going to see from Miles Bridges getting these oops from LaMelo, who it seems like with Bismack, Biombo, and LaMelo developing that relationship it does seem like Miles is going to be his best friend, yes, uh, yes. especially on the basketball court. And how about what uh, How about what Bridges has done? Uh, I want to get to him in the second segment a little bit more so. Eight of 12 from the field last night. Um, all four of his misses coming from beyond the arc. He made every single field goal that he took inside the arc uh, yesterday. How incredible is that? Four rebounds for him and two assists, but you see him getting fed by LaMelo and, and that's how he finishes with 17. If LaMelo doesn't start, and you see Lamelo and Bridges coming off of the bench in that second unit. That's a fun second unit to watch this season, um, especially if you got some real depth to develop. But he makes these guys Absolutely. better. He, he allows these guys to you know roll to the rim, and they're going to get rewarded for it. And also, Mike Schmitz tweeted this out yesterday, Nada, or maybe two days ago. <laughs> I forget what it was, but. He tweeted out that Lamelo's going to get a lot more of those corner three opportunities. And if he's going to be able to consistently knock them down, he's done so in two preseason games. If, if he's going to consistently knock those down, then that's going to be huge for his confidence. I, I don't want LaMelo. Like, if, if you were to ask me, do I want LaMelo shooting 17 times a game? no. I don't. I don't want him shooting seventeen times a game. You got Terry Rozier shooting thirteen. Devontae shot seventeen. Bridges shot twelve. I, I still think Lamelo was best suited as creating for others and then scoring when need be, and maybe can take over. Um, you know, James Brego, I think in a preseason game is asking for LaMelo to be more aggressive because we we want to see him comfortable in that world, but I don't know if that's the best thing for the team constantly as far as, you know, looking for a shot beyond the arc. Driving towards the paint, driving towards the basket is great. I don't know if I want to see him put up nine threes every night. That's not going to be his strong suit. Only
1: if he hits four. Only if he hits four, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I'm but, okay with him shooting nine threes. If you're gonna guarantee me that you hit four, yo, go go at it, go yeah, at it.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, if you can guarantee me that, but yeah, like nine threes is the thing. I I, I don't expect him to continue to shoot at, at anywhere close to that level, but yeah, like I, I like that we saw that capability. Not a, I, I like that we got him scoring the basketball and. He's fun. A lot of people are taking notice of the Charlotte Hornets, and it's really because of the way that Lamelo Ball is playing.
1: Yes, like that—that's been one of the fun parts. And we haven't even gotten into. There's a whole bunch of athletes on this second unit that are going to make all of this just pop. And I'm looking forward to this. Like, there's a lot of this that just like I don't know how much we're just like gushing because they won, and they won kind of convincingly in a game that Orlando clearly was paying, playing at three-quarters speed. But at the same time, there are a lot of things that came together last night that, oh, this made sense, this made sense, this made sense. The only thing that didn't make sense is something we'll probably talk about in the second segment, but at the same time, I enjoyed a lot of this. I I enjoyed so, so much of seeing just the Hornets have never been this much fun, even with Kembo when he was here. They've never been the, oh, my God, this is a show you absolutely have to see. They're that now. They're dunking. They're running. They're smart basketball plays. There's ball movement. There's defense. There's outside shooting. There was even offensive rebounding last night. All of this happened, and this was really, really awesome to see.
0: Over 30 points in the first three quarters before we got to the final quarter of action scoring 24, but this is not an offense that was able to put up these types of numbers all that much, and um, you know we saw them do that last night real quickly I want to talk to you guys about built go built go is the best workout gel out there on the market it comes in one and a half ounce easy to take packages they also come in three delicious flavors peanut butter honey chocolate coconut and chocolate mint because it's kind of like a five hour uh, five hour energy you don't get that same uh, you, it's kind of like that but you don't get the same crash feeling it's like that but you don't feel awful after you know the five hours that it kicks in you don't completely crash afterwards so that's one one of the benefits of Built go Plus, it combines energy gel with collagen protein and collagen, promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. You can visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go have one more segment to go before we get to the Hornets uh, uh stock, stock market. market. Yep, buying and selling some of the players on the roster on what we think they're going to achieve this season, only this season that's coming up at the end, but uh stay tuned for more recap on the Hornets preseason game number 3 coming up next. This is locked on Hornets. So if you don't point. believe in the moon landing, mm-hmm. Then, what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time. And I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise <laughs> it's rather really than counterclockwise. i really it. It's really tough. <laughs>
1: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
0: Coming up on the Locked on Hornets podcast Monday, we're going to recap what we'll see in the preseason game number four, the last one for the Hornets. We'll talk about what we saw on Monday. And then once we get there, what is it? It'll be the 19th on Saturday. It'll be the 21st on Monday. We'll give you, um that recap and then it's the 23rd when the Charlotte Hornets play their first regular season game against the Cleveland Cavaliers so excited to talk about all of that coming up next week on the podcast now what were some of your other takeaways watching this game last night number 3 for the Hornets besides just LaMelo Ball
1: the small lineup does not work
0: <laughs> not
1: a the small lineup
0: <laughs> you you knew after you after knew. one preseason game you're going to say that it doesn't work are you making this, uh, no, this general is not just sweeping one. statement that it's not going to work?
1: Th- this is not just one state. This is not just off of last night. This is off of the previous two games before that, where this, where that small lineup has come in in the second half, uh, in to start the second quarter now in three straight games and has started to hemorrhage points almost immediately. Like I don't know what it is. But that lineup doesn't work, and I just – as much as we've heard PJ is the center, PJ is the center, and I understand that people want – that PJ might have to play center in order to just make sure that the, the next center on the ro- isn't on the roster. Bismack and, and Cody Zeller, unfortunately at this point to me, I'm not going to call them necessary, necessary evils, but they're damn sure necessary yeah. right now. The small lineup doesn't uh- work.
0: I I'm convinced. Of that um, at this point. Yeah, man. I mean, three games to be convinced of that is wow. I, it, you know, better than that, you know, better not to get swept up a hundred percent than three games to be convinced of it. That is confirmation bias. Three pre-season this is games confirmation, too. not a bias. What we're getting right now. Um, PJ Washington did not play well. I will say this. I'm not worried about him right now. Are you worried about PJ Washington? Oh, no, too soon, too soon, hey, so, too soon, so here's, too soon. But here's I have concerns. PJ's trying to do different stuff this year. I PJ is going to try to go into that different level that I've talked about, handling the basketball a little bit more, and it's going to be tough. When you're putting the ball on the floor a lot more and trying to create – the defense is just so good that to, to ask yourself of more responsibilities with the coaching staff, asking for more responsibilities, which clearly they have with the way that PJ has been playing. That's just really tough to take that kind of level where you're stationary, you're getting the ball on the post and you can dribble with your back to the basket. Don't have to worry about your defender taking it away from you. Not, you know, the, the guards coming down to try to knock it away is a different story, but that that's different getting the ball on the perimeter and either catching and shooting or just swinging it around the horn that's different now the fact that you're actually trying to create some stuff that's really hard nada the pick and roll with lamelo uh, PJ hits the three. I think that's going to open some things up for him. And that yeah. was one of two. You know, he shot one of two from a three point land last night. Also, there was a pick and pop. Both of the shots that he hit were courtesy of LaMelo ball. There was the cur- There was the pick and roll. I should say where PJ was able to finish. I believe it was with his left hand. I know it was on the left side of the basket, if I'm not mistaken. So PJ doing a couple of those things. Also, you look at the stats got four assists yesterday. Uh, you know, creating at a decent level, he was driving and there were some bad drives from PJ, right? Like when he went to the basket, there were a couple of times that he did not look good. There was more than a couple of times that he didn't look good, but, that's all still in the realm of him trying to, you know, being the baby giraffe learn, learning how to walk a different way. Like, it's it's not that he's clumsy. It's just the fact that he's trying to do something different. And if your struggles are coming with the areas that you're trying to expound upon, it's an, talk about necessary evil. The growing pains for PJ are going to be a necessary evil. It's still someone that can shoot well enough that which is exact, as long as he's not regressing in the areas that he was good last year that I'm good on that nada and so I would not worry about PJ Washington right now it's not the preseason that he had last year but you're asking a lot more from your sophomore player with more responsibilities and I think the struggles for him are all about and are all in the realm of what he's trying to learn not what he already did pretty well last season
1: No, And you're right about that, and that's why I won't worry about P.J. the player. Because like you said, his ability to try and dribble in traffic, that may be the most frustrating thing I ever see about him. Because again, and granted, I give him a ton of credit for being willing to risk the turnover every time he tries because I get frustrated when I see it. But I understand. At the same time, I can't say it's a regression when, one, these things aren't moving. Again, he's not moving for real, for real yet, nor should he at this point, but I, again, I, this, most of my concerns, and I will say this, most of my concerns with P.J. Washington Im, are involving with the small lineup. I don't think the small lineup does him any favors. It doesn't help him because he's got to be the last line of defense, and I don't think he's there from a developmental perspective, and granted, he may get there by the second half of the season, and I could be completely wrong about this, judging this off of three games. I do have concerns though. I, I am I am not convinced that the small lineup works and it helps them. It it,
0: it can help them going Terry, forward. That's the Terry Rogier is someone that played really well last night. What about him going? seven, uh, excuse me, six of 13 from the field, you know, beating the Orlando magic in the first quarter, really all by himself at points. I think he ended up with 14 in the first, if I'm not mistaken, Orlando would end up scoring 18 he did. and, uh, he would score six more points after that, but did so on a decent night shooting three of six from beyond the arc hit five of his free throws and, uh, even ended up with seven rebounds, which he's always been a pretty good a rebounder for his size, but not a, for me, it, it goes to show that last year's catch and shoot ability, just the ability to shoot from beyond the arc, it's not a fluke. We've we've got enough of Terry being better off of the basketball, the strong sets for Terry. Yeah. It's being able to be a a ball handler in, in certain situations. I still don't think he's a great decision maker in the pick and roll. So I, I'm i not drawing up plays when you have Lamelo and Devontae on your on your roster. Why are we drawing up pick and rolls for Terry? Just just do it with Lamelo and do it with Devonte. But Terry Rozier can be a beneficiary off of that if you know somebody's driving to the paint and and they swing it to Terry. I trust that dude like hell to knock down the three pointer because he has shown. Man, this is this is a guy not a that is going to be it, it, he. If he does it again this season, he's going to be one of the best shooters in the NBA. Yeah. Just, for, I mean, if, if he goes, yeah. the catch and shoot was crazy last year. He shot over 40%. I think the stroke and and him being off ball and just relying and honing in on that skill enough, it, this is someone that did not shoot 40% at all in his NBA career that could come one of the best three-point specialists. If, if you do it two years in a row then that's going to be something where, okay, yeah, this guy is bona fide from beyond the arc. And I think that's what excites me. Terry Rogier is better, even if his small size would dictate him, you would think just needing to handle the basketball more, he's better off ball. And I think what we saw last night is just even further evidence of that.
1: Yeah, and I agree. And here's here's the crazy part. Would you have ever said before this season or potentially like when Terry Rozier's first contract with the Charlotte Hornets is done, that James Borrego figured out something about Terry Rozier that not even Brad Stevens, the supposed coach guru, has figured out about Terry Rozier. <laughs> well, Think and, about and that.
0: The thing is, how much of that is by accident, though? Because that's not why they signed him. You, the, the thing about Devontae is nobody expected Devontae to take that jump up. And yeah. and Devontae, to be in the starting lineup after, what was it, like seven games – you have to say, Terry, this is a team that is void of talent. Devontae is showing this. He needs to play, so you're going to have to move over and give up some of the point guard responsibilities. In fact, you're going to have to give up a lot of them. And so Terry, while we can give him credit for accepting that role, even if it was hard for him before the All-Star break, what that did was you kind of fall into Devontae you know, being in control of the basketball and finding Terry and Terry being on the catch-and-shoot doing a very good job of that. And it, like so so you kind of fall into that and kudos I'm, I'm not trying to take away credit from Borrego. they found it under his tutelage so good job yeah, exactly. i think some of this was by you know luck of devonte and and the, just the development overall of him doing a good job making himself a part of the lineup but i think a byproduct of that was oh this is what terry does best on offense let's go ahead and do more of that getting lamelo ball on the roster only perpetuates that more, which is a fantastic thing. I'm excited about Terry kind of honing in on that a little bit more and becoming a guy that is maybe, if he does this again, man, and I think he can, being one of the best shooters in the NBA.
1: Yes. Uh, Here's the thing. You were supposed to just agree with me. And just we were supposed to slander Boston because that's what we do on this podcast. I'm sorry. And, and here you are trying to well-actually me, which is something I generally do to other people. So I now I understand how aggravating this is. <laughs> but at the same time, I am uh, – You agree. Like,
0: yes. I agree. Just go ahead and like, agree. I know it's hard I to agree. say, but you agree with me.
1: I agree with you on this. And th- the thing is with this, though, Walker, like why <sighs> – I, I just honestly, like, I love the way Terry's playing. I just want, between, like, the slamming of Brad Stevens and the way Terry's played through a full season thus far and a couple of preseason games, can we stop with the Terry Rozier trade rumors? Can we just stop?
0: Yeah, we stop. I, Leave them alone. We, we, we can. Uh, we, we can, Nada. Here's the thing about that. And I know, you know, I saw Julian tweet this out. I saw you tweet this out. Rick wrote a story on it. I know people are talking about that. I will say this. Terry Rogier is, is playing excellent basketball right now. There's no doubt about it. I've talked to you about how much I like Terry Rogier. I even defended him last year quite a bit. I still... I still at that time and and even now man like would you rather have 9 million dollars on your books for the next 3 years or would you've rather traded Terry you know it's an interesting toss up I thought trading Terry would be better if he plays like this and it becomes a 40% three point shooter and you only have him on your books for two more years and and you know you figure out something else then okay but it, I like it's it's not crazy like to, to to trade Terry Rozier when we were talking about whether you wave and stretch Nick Batum or trade Terry then yeah I, I was choosing Terry Rogier. like it it makes sense it, it certainly makes sense but kudos to him hats off to Terry Rogier. he's playing really well and you said it uh, on Twitter yesterday nada Devonte Graham played his best preseason game seven of 17 four of 10 from beyond the arc 18 points six assists and only one turnover really really good last night
1: yeah he was really good and I was slightly concerned about Devontae Graham, and then Devontae Graham decided, you know what? I'm just going to actually start playing for real. I'm going to play for real for, for the first preseason game because this is going to be the walkthrough. And honestly, like, I was impressed. I was impressed. I was legitimately impressed, and I, I'm i not worried about the backcourt, the starting backcourt of this team anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, In fact, the guards are the most reliable part of this team. Are honestly the most reliable part of this team right now and it's fun to watch it's again this is a really cool feeling knowing that there's an actual legitimate nba depth on the charlotte hornets for the
0: first time since i would probably say the 48 win team um this is a LaMelo and a spacing effect that Devante is benefiting from. What we're seeing from Devante is also good. He's trying to help out his mid range. He's trying to help out driving to the basket. Is it two and ones that he has this preseason? I, I don't know if it's two or if it's just one, but either way finishing at the rim, he's been better at that this preseason. I think because you're spacing the floor out and LaMelo is helping facilitate. He's getting better shots beyond the arc. He's not hunting for his shot and throwing up a basket bad shot selection. He was four of 10 from beyond the arc last night, who is also a good catch and shoot three point shooter. Um, and even off the dribble, we, we could see it. You know, we are we, uh, a part of basketball index cranges McBasketball that you could find on Twitter, which is hilarious, but mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, so he put out last season a graphic of all of the different ways that they measure why Devontae truly is a fantastic shooter even if we had the second half slump and the better shot opportunities that he's going to get because LaMelo is going to allow him to also play off ball and you can't just focus on Devontae like the defense was doing because you got to focus on Gordon when he comes back. PJ Washington is going to become a problem if he's playmaking Miles Bridges might become a problem if he's starting to playmake. Everybody is going to be more of a problem which leaves Devontae with better shots which means the percentages are are going to go up. I think Devonte, on top of him just working his ass off and getting better is going to benefit from the environment around him. So I really like what we got from Devonte. Um Let's take a quick break, talk about some of the other things in the third segment, and then try to get to the stock market regarding the Charlotte Hornets players. I do want to talk to you about Headspace, though, because life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy to use app. Headspace is the one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you, on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial. One whole month with ex, uh, with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. We'll get to more of what we saw last night in the Hornets preseason game number three coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Final play, though, was pretty doo doo. If you missed the shot, you missed the shot, but
1: that was and that good. It was reminiscent of Hornets inbounds years past.
0: I was going to say, yeah, it was doo-doo, as you said, and it reminded us. What was the other shot that you didn't like, Doug? It's a technical Uh, term, technical basketball term. I'm a smart basketball guy. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, we're going to call an audible. We're going to try to get to that. Hornets stock market, maybe next, uh, week. So you can expect that coming up on the lockdown Hornets podcast as well. But I do want to get to a couple of other players. Miles Bridges did look good. I know we mentioned him a little bit, nada, but, um, you know, I went through the stat line if miles can continue to feel comfortable also looking like a good passer, um, in this preseason, creating some plays for others as well. Um, you see miles bridges just start to understand the game a little bit more and defensively, you're hoping that continues to develop, but uh, an impressive game for him, eight of 12 from the field, 17 points.
1: You know, you know who he reminds me of. It's kind of Walker. He reminds me of what Jeremy lamb was. Remember how when Jeremy lamb just first got here, cliff kept him to the bench, partially because of defense, partially because of a developmental thing. It's kind of why I hope they don't monkey with, Miles' role this year. He's really comfortable coming off the bench. He's clearly in a really good groove. Don't disturb the groove with Miles Bridges because the groove I'm seeing is a guy that people generally pay a decent portion of money to, to have on their roster. What he's doing right now, defending, playmaking, finishing, this is the Miles Bridges that we were always promised. And this is the, again, granted, a lot of this has been unlocked by LaMelo Ball, but at the same time, even on those non-LaMelo Ball minutes, Miles has been really, really good. And I'm not going to say I'm surprised by it, but at the same time, I think this is the like I said earlier. This is the guy we were that was advertised when they drafted him. Granted, over Shea Gilders Alexander, which still jury's still out on whether that was necessarily a good idea. But at the same time, this is the guy we were promised. This is the guy we're seeing now. This is the guy I'm very very happy with. And you have to figure a way to just keep him in the rotation. The Hornets have legitimate. NBA rotation players for for once this is really like I said this is really awesome at this yeah. point to have
0: it, good good to see Miles Bridges play well man it really is seven uh, again it, it, it he just looks more comfortable on, on offense and I don't even care about the four missed three pointers it, it the guy played well last night so good to see him coming off of the bench. Um, you know, playing that for being in a lineup with LaMelo ball, certainly going to be beneficial as we've seen already. And even those alley-oops, sometimes those are types of plays that get you going even more so. You know, you, you, you start to feel yourself a little bit when you start dunking on people. And the fact that LaMelo is going to create that maybe makes Miles Bridges a more confident player also. Jalen McDaniels, I also thought, had some strong moments last night mm-hmm. once again three of six from the field, hit his only three pointer that he took also gave you five rebounds. How about the playmaking from him a little bit? And and I shouldn't say playmaking probably overusing that word. Jalen McDaniels had some good passes last night that led to three assists, which is something that is not a part of his game, including a nice bounce pass on the roll man. Jalen, Jalen's going to be a part of those rotation. I mean, he just is, he's, he's good enough. There's got, uh, there's, there's enough development there. He's a big three that can, that, that is not one of these guys. Like I'm trying to make a three, even though he's not, he absolutely has the capabilities of playing the three offensively and defensively, uh, except for creating his own shot a ton. Like that, that's the only thing, but you know, if you gave him that ability, then he'd be a, a top 10 pick a top 10 talent. Like exactly. he's got the body. He's got the shot. He's got the defensive awareness and instincts. Um, man, he's going to be a part of the rotation. He's shown us that a couple of games already into the preseason.
1: Jalen McDaniels is probably along with the Javante Graham, the biggest endorsements for what the Hornets have done in terms of player development. Now, granted, McDaniels had some bonehead defensive lapses last night, and that, that's yeah, something that you should know, not get I, ignored.
0: Yeah, but, the, the instincts for Jalen, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, man. I, even the, the sprite player of the game uh, contest that he had, I didn't even love his defense there, and I liked his defense last year, and I'm actually not liking that right now. So hopefully he gets that ironed out, but at least I saw enough last year to like it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But the defensive lapses, which are becoming a bigger and bigger issue, those are the only things I worry about with him. Outside of that, he's going to knock down open threes. That is something that this Hornets lineup, especially from anyone 6'8 or taller, you don't expect that from. So the fact that he's going to be a big that can necessarily knock down a whole bunch of outside shots, yo, that's already a skill set that's not necessarily that this— team doesn't necessarily have he's going to be in the rotation he's going to annoy you he's just going to annoy the crap out of you with his defensive lapses but he shows that he can pass he's not going to stop the ball he's not going to pound the ball into oblivion the ball doesn't stick with him i think that's a rotation guy so Um, it's just one of those situations now where we get to see what he does best and i can't wait
0: Cody Martin got the start in place of Gordon Hayward last night, four of seven from the field. What did you make of Cody Martin's play?
1: I was, to me, it didn't surprise me that he started. Mm-hmm. It also, like of the Martin twins, we know he's uh, he's going to be the one to stick because he's got the guaranteed money. I, I continually am surprised about how wrong I was about Cody Martin. He is a vital piece Again, this team is nine, ten deep. I didn't think I would say that. Would Would you have said that to start the se- to start even the preseason? Walker, that this team well, is nine or ten deep.
0: Well, uh, to me, it, it's it's how much of it is legitimate depth? Because I think I'm getting closer there now. Like I would have said they're going to go nine or 10 deep and it's going to be fun, but it's going to be one of those fun lineups that really isn't good. And a part of like really fun, like really legitimate, good winning basketball, but Oh, okay. Like now this is a little bit more legitimate depth if they continue to play at this kind of level where McDaniels, I was looking more forward. Okay. Yeah. This is someone that can continue to develop, but he's playing well it just seems a little bit more like real depth to me going forward. And I think that's what I'm excited about. And last player we've kind of just gone with player breakdowns, Malik monk. Good to see him actually, you know, bounce back strong from that awful game that he had on his first one back. How about this? Nada? I mean, an, an interesting stat line, seven points, three mm-hmm. of five from the field hit his only three pointer that he took, which is good. How about four assists and no turnovers as well. Also got the one steal. Um, you know, a whole lot of positives, really no negatives besides the two missed field goals that he had no turnovers. And, uh, you know, the plus minus is minus 10, but you know, no stock putting that in one game like Malik, man, I I like the stat line Out of 13 minutes that he played. You give me 13 minutes, seven points, four assists, one, three pointer looks good. I'm glad that Malik gave you a good stat line.
1: I'm not judging anything that man does till January. I, I, I still am not. I, again, it was a step closer to the right direction. Last night also showed me he's playing at three quarter speed. I don't know whether that's because <laughs> of no, that dunk. The, the biggest sign for that was you saw how long he took just to get that that uh, after the steal and the dunk. He took quite a while. Like yeah. he knew that it, the whole idea was with this was don't get hurt, and um, I don't blame him. But at the same time, he he's playing at three quarter speed. I didn't. It didn't become super obvious until last night that that's what his aim was.
0: Gordon Hayward also had some comments for the media today. He said he tested his fractured finger uh, with some ball handling and also shooting. He does say he's not going to play in the last preseason game. This is going to be tomorrow with Tip at 7 against the Magic. So smart there. Didn't expect him to play the last preseason game. He does say he's trying everything he possibly can to get back and get ready for that season opener. I would expect Gordon Hayward to play in the season opener. So he says he's trying. We'll see what happens. And the other thing to mention, by the way, is the fact that, I believe um, in a survey of the league's 30 general managers, LaMelo ball, not he got thirty nine percent of the vote when it came to their decision on who they think is going to win Rookie of the Year. So damn near forty percent of the general manager's votes here. Um, you know, I, it, it would be my number one favorite. It was ESPN's number one favorite, and the fact that ESPN and NBA they're all retweeting him a ton because of how funny he is. I, yeah, I just I just think Lamelo is going to be the guy that that comes in as the favorite, no doubt. Now you know
1: what I. I... At some point, I may have to admit I was wrong, and, and I might have backed the wrong horse in Theo Maladon. I might have backed the wrong horse. And well, that
0: was that, that. was your, like, are you saying you were putting that into stone? Yeah. You were saying
1: that was it? I, I, I kind of feel like I backed the wrong horse, especially when 40% of the GMs are like, oh, no, this guy. Like, ESPN's won. Okay, fine. I don't trust their 100 list anyway. <laughs> the true. GM survey... That that one, that one will get me to turn my head a little bit. That one will get me to to pay attention just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I can ignore ESPN, I can't ignore NBA GMs. no, 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 that would just be that. dumb.
0: <laughs> that wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again, as always, for supporting the show. Make sure you're also listening to Lockdown NBA. They're getting you ready for all of the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcast all this week, plus waiver wire editions from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Subscribe to Lockdown NBA wherever you get your podcasts and tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday.